Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode, I'm going to be talking to you about headaches. And you can find written notes on this topic at zerotofinals.com slash headaches or in the neurology section of the second edition of the Zero to Finals medicine book. And you can find flashcards and questions to train your knowledge on this content and help you remember the information for longer at members.zerotofinals.com. So let's get straight into it. Headaches are a very common presentation and they have a large number of causes including tension headaches, migraines, cluster headaches, secondary headaches, sinusitis, giant cell arteritis, glaucoma, intracranial hemorrhage, venous sinus thrombosis, subarachnoid hemorrhage, medication overuse headache, hormonal headache, cervical spondylosis, carbon monoxide poisoning, trigeminal neuralgia, raised intracranial pressure, brain tumours, meningitis, encephalitis, brain abscess and preeclampsia in pregnancy. Let's start by going through the red flags. The key red flags associated with a headache which indicate a possible serious underlying cause include fever, photophobia or neck stiffness which could indicate meningitis, encephalitis or a brain abscess. New neurological symptoms which could indicate a hemorrhage or brain tumour. Visual disturbance which may indicate giant cell arteritis, glaucoma or tumours. Sudden onset occipital headache at the back of the head could indicate a subarachnoid hemorrhage. A headache that's worse on coughing or straining can indicate raised intracranial pressure. Postural symptoms where the headache is worse on standing, lying or bending over could indicate raised intracranial pressure. Vomiting can indicate raised intracranial pressure or carbon monoxide poisoning. A history of trauma can indicate intracranial hemorrhage. A history of cancer may indicate brain metastases. And in a pregnant patient, a headache can indicate preeclampsia. Fundoscopy examination, having a look at the back of the eye for papillodema, is required in patients presenting with a headache. The presence of papillodema suggests raised intracranial pressure, which may be due to a brain tumour, benign intracranial hypertension, or an intracranial bleed. A Tom tip for you, asking specifically about red flags during a history demonstrates that you're thinking about serious causes. This will score you extra points in OSCE exams and help you document well when you're seeing patients. Let's talk about tension headaches. Tension headaches are very common. They typically cause a mild ache or pressure in a band-like pattern around the head. They develop and resolve gradually and they do not cause visual changes. Tension headaches may be associated with stress, depression, alcohol use, skipping meals and dehydration. Management of tension headaches is with reassurance and simple analgesia such as ibuprofen or paracetamol. Amitriptyline is generally first line for chronic or frequent tension headaches. 
Next, let's talk about secondary headaches. Secondary headaches give a similar presentation to attention headache, but they have a clear cause, such as infections, for example, a viral upper respiratory tract infection, obstructive sleep apnea, preeclampsia, head injury, or carbon monoxide poisoning. Next, let's talk about sinusitis. Sinusitis refers to inflammation of the paranasal sinuses in the face. It typically causes pain and pressure following a recent viral upper respiratory tract infection. There may be tenderness and swelling on palpation of the affected areas. Most cases of sinusitis are caused by a viral infection and they resolve within two to three weeks. Prolonged cases, lasting more than 10 days, may be treated with a steroid nasal spray, for example, mometasone, or delayed antibiotics. And phenoxymethylpenicillin, or penicillin V, is the first line antibiotic. Next, let's talk about medication overuse headache. Medication overuse headache, also called analgesic headache, is a headache caused by frequent analgesia use. It gives similar non-specific features to attention headache. Withdrawal of analgesia is important in treating the headache, although this can be challenging in patients with long-term pain. Next let's talk about hormonal headache. Hormonal headaches are related to low estrogen in women. They have similar features to migraines with a unilateral, pulsatile headache associated with nausea. They're sometimes called menstrual headaches. They may occur two days before and during the first three days of the menstrual period, in the perimenopausal period, or in early pregnancy. It's worth noting that headaches in the second half of pregnancy should prompt investigations for preeclampsia. Triptans and non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs or NSAIDs such as mefenamic acid are treatment options for hormonal headache, except during pregnancy. Next let's talk about cervical spondylosis. Cervical spondylosis is caused by degenerative changes in the cervical spine. It causes neck pain, usually made worse by movement, and it often presents with headaches at the back of the head and the back of the neck. Finally, let's talk about trigeminal neuralgia. Trigeminal neuralgia causes intense facial pain in the distribution of the trigeminal nerve. The trigeminal nerve has three branches, the ophthalmic or V1, the maxillary or V2, and the mandibular or V3 branches. Trigeminal neuralgia can affect any combination of the branches. Over 90% of cases are unilateral, affecting only one side of the face. It's more common in patients with multiple sclerosis. The pain comes on suddenly and lasts seconds to hours. It may be described as an electricity-like shooting, stabbing or burning pain. It may be triggered by touch, talking, eating, shaving or cold. The attacks of trigeminal neuralgia may worsen over time. 
The NICE Clinical Knowledge Summaries from 2022 recommend carbamazepine first line for trigeminal neuralgia. Various surgical interventions are possible where the symptoms persist. So thanks for listening to this episode on headaches. As always, a big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing the podcast. If you join members.zerotofinals.com, you'll get access to my full course on how to learn medicine, as well as flashcards and questions that you can use to test yourself on the Zero to Finals content, which helps you consolidate the information in your memory and helps you retrieve the information when you need it, for example, when you're sat in an exam. It also provides you with feedback so you know where you're strong and where you're weak and where you need to spend more time studying. And I hope you join us for the next episode where we'll go through migraines.